You're listening to What Do Scientists Do? A show where I talk to a different guest each week, and they teach us all about their favorite science topic. Along with each episode, we will also be posting activities that you can do at home. You can find those at bit.ly forward slash what do scientists do, or at scientistsdopod on Twitter and Instagram. My name is Jessica, and today I get to talk to Ali Doucette, who teaches us all about the world of microscopic creatures. From things that make you healthy, to things that make you sick, to things that glow in the dark. Hello everybody, I'm here with Ali today. So Ali, if you could give us your name and your pronouns, please. My name is Allie, and my pronouns are she, her. Nice to meet you, Allie. And what kind of scientist are you? I am a microbiologist. What does that mean? What type of scientist is a microbiologist? So a microbiologist studies all of the tiny little things that are in our world that are really, really important. So we study bacteria, viruses, archaea, and fungi. Wow, that's a lot of different things that you, and you can't see any of those um, with your eyes. You can't walk out in the world and see any of the things that you study without special tools. Yeah, nope, they're so, so, so tiny. So we can't see them with our own eyes, but we have very special tools called microscopes that allow us to see them up really close. That's super cool. And so you're a microbiologist. Um, What are you specifically studying? So in my work, I study a kind of bacteria, and it's called Pseudomonas aeruginosa, which is a really weird word. And I study them um, when they grow inside of sink drains, because they really like to grow in a lot of different places, but especially places where there's water. So they like to grow near water. And you might wonder why we care about bacteria that are in sink drains. They're kind of hidden away. Um, but actually it can be a big problem in hospitals because they can come into the sink drain and make people sick. So we're looking at ways to try and prevent that from happening. That's super cool. What are some of the ways that you're trying to use to prevent that? So a fun fact, copper, the metal, it's, you may have seen it before, usually the color of like a bronze metal, is what we call antimicrobial. So that means that it's against microbes. It's able to kill the microbes. So if we put in copper pipes in the sink drains, it can help the bacteria from growing and it can keep them away so that people aren't getting sick so much. That's super cool. So if that's um, if that's something that could happen, why doesn't every single sink already have copper in it if we know that copper is antimicrobial? So copper is antimicrobial, but it's not a perfect solution. So unfortunately, sometimes the bacteria can stop caring about the copper. They're like, this doesn't work against me anymore. I'm going to grow anyway. So that's what we would call antimicrobial resistance. So the bacteria just don't care about it anymore, and they're able to grow, um, despite the fact that we thought that it was something that would work against them. So that's why we don't just go and put copper pipes in every single sink, because if we're exposing them too much to the copper, Um, then it might stop working over time. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Um, And you talked about antimicrobial resistance. That's a word that I've heard before that our listeners might not be as familiar with. Does it happen in times um, outside of things like copper? Are there other times that antimicrobial resistance can happen? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So you may have taken antibiotics before for maybe an infection or an earache or something. And, uh, you know, it's that kind of like banana tasting medicine or bubblegum tasting medicine. So those are antibiotics. It's a type of antimicrobial, same kind of similar words. Um, so resistance can happen with that kind of stuff too. So that's why it's very important for you to take your medications all the way through and to take them at the right times to make sure that um, we're properly killing the bacteria when you have those kinds of things so that they don't become resistant. That's a, some very good advice. So make sure that you always take all of your medicines, even if you might be feeling better partway through. Is, exactly. The, yeah, because it, it can become a big, big problem otherwise. Oh, you study that specific stuff with Popper and Pseudomonas. That's pretty cool. Do you have a favorite science thing that you've ever done? One time I held a human brain in my hands. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Why were you holding a human brain? So when I went to school at Dalhousie University, which is where Supernova is, I was in the medical sciences program. And in one of my classes one day, we had the opportunity to go to a cadaver lab, it's called. So that means people who, after they pass away, they donate their bodies to science so that doctors and other kinds of health professionals can learn from their bodies and learn how the body works. So we got to go to this lab one day and it was really cool to be able to see how the inside of the body looks and how it works when there's different diseases. And they had a brain there and they asked if I wanted to hold it. So it was very weird, but very cool. I was very thankful. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, and I guess, is there one Thing that you think that everybody needs to know about microbiology or specifically about bacteria? Yeah, so while I was talking about a bacteria and how it can make you sick and there can be resistance so that our stuff to keep us safe from them doesn't work anymore, it's important to know that only about 1% of all the bacteria in the world can actually make you sick. 99% of them are, they either will do nothing to us or they can be really good for us. So for example, within your stomachs and your intestines, all your guts, there's a ton of bacteria that are living in there and they're really important to help you digest your food and to keep you healthy. So yeah, don't be scared of bacteria. They're really, really beneficial to us most of the time. So when you see like ads and stuff that tell you that they'll kill 99% of all bacteria, um, if that were to actually happen, if we were to put that all over the whole wide world, um, would that be a bad thing? That would be very, very bad. We would end up losing a lot of our really important plants and we wouldn't really be able to live nearly as well or even at all without all of those important bacteria. Yeah, that's. That sounds really important. Um, so there are all these good bacteria living inside us and around us and in the world. Um, so they're not all bad. And that's really good to know because usually we talk about bacteria as a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned plants. Are there um, bacteria and other microbes that are associated with plants instead of people? Yeah, there's a ton. So in the soil, 
there's lots of different kinds of bacteria that are living there and they help with different processes um, that the plants need to grow. They'll often be uh, near the roots of a plant and they're doing good things for the plant and the plant is doing good things for them. So we would call that a symbiotic relationship where they're both helping each other to live. That's super cool. And can plants get sick? Plants can definitely get sick. I have lots of house plants and unfortunately I find them getting <laughs> sick all the time lately. So sometimes there can be bacteria in the soil that aren't good for the plants. Um, but a lot of the time it's it's good stuff going on. That's that's super cool. Um, well, thank you so much, Allie, for this really cool insight on the world that we can't see with our eyes. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share that you think is really cool? I would just like to say thank you so much for having me. This was a great time. I guess I can share one last fun fact with you because as a former Supernova employee, I'm always full of fun science facts. Um, the bacteria that I work with actually grows green under a UV light, like neon. It's pretty cool. Wish like I when you go, you. go um, to UV bowling or golf and your t-shirt glows, that kind of thing, or like the glow in the dark yeah. paint? Oh yeah, bright green. It's really cool. Super cool. How are you seeing your bacteria? If we can't see them with our eyes, how are you seeing them glow green? So we can grow them onto kind of like a jello plate is kind of what it's like. Um, or we can grow them in some liquid that they like to drink. And then when they grow, um, we can't see them with their eyes, but we know they're there um, because they make it, uh, the liquid isn't clear anymore. Or we can see little dots on the plate where there's like millions of bacteria growing. So we can see like big groups of them all at once. Yes. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Allie, and a big thank you to everybody listening. If you want to see what working with bacteria looks like, you'll find this week's activity at bit.ly forward slash what do scientists do, or you can check us out at scientistsdopod on Twitter or Instagram. That's also where we'll be announcing our guests for each episode. So if you have a question about anything from microwaves to megalodons, you can tag us on Twitter or send us an email at what do scientists do at superstaff.ca. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Bye for now! This podcast was made by Supernova at Dalhousie University, a network member of Actua. For more information on our summer camps, workshops, and more, check out supernova.dal.ca.